You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's another episode of Hear the Walking Dead, Cinema Geekly's all-encompassing on the bus Walking Dead podcast. It's Anthony Lewis along with Aurora Bubaloo, who is, in fact, I think, starting to become one of the walkers that are actually... Yeah, yeah. I love the show so much that I, I'm turning into <laughs> one of the walkers. You're turning into that which you have <laughs> vowed to hunt. Yes, yeah. What a shame. That's a, that's a very sad plot twist here. <laughs> no, but... um. Hey. I could turn into one of those badass, like, spiky walkers. Hey, you know what's ironic? Is uh, Eugene, in fact, requested cold capsules for this episode. You could have used them, perhaps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Bring those over here, Eugene, but no. <laughs> Instead, this was, this. by the way, this whole episode was, like, Eugene-centric. There was, like, nobody else. There was there was Daryl, uh, Daryl by name, who is not... Dwight. A, uh, this was like, but like in appearance, this episode was all about Dwight, uh, mm-hmm. Eugene, and Negan. Yeah. More or less. Yeah. Uh, and Daryl was brought up like a bunch of times because it's sort of centered around like who let him out. Mm-hmm. But by and large, like the people we saw, it was literally about these three people and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some interesting stuff happened though this week and it was, uh, I was happy they they drifted away a little bit from the... Whatever it is, they are the their army building that yeah, they're doing yeah. with uh, with Alexandria and the rest. So yeah, let's let's hop right into this week's episode, uh, season seven, episode eleven, called "Hostiles and Calamities." Uh, so immediately after discovering Fat Joey, hey, we get Fat Joey uh, referenced <laughs> again, so that's good. Uh, he did not die in vain. He got one more episode out of that death. Yeah, uh, you get to see his blood pool. Yes. <laughs> guess something. <laughs> uh, after discovering Fat Joey's corpse and noticing a missing motorcycle in the bike lot where Daryl brutally killed Joey, Dwight panics and runs through the halls of the sanctuary until he arrives at Daryl's empty cell. It's moments after his escape. Uh, Dwight finds the note that Daryl received from his liberator and studies it. Go now. Concurrently after... Uh, unwillingly being brought to the sanctuary, Eugene settles in quickly as he is provided with several amenities and privileges. Uh, examining the handwriting on the scrap of paper, Dwight sits alone in his room until the saviors barge in and start beating the crap out of him uh, yep. while Negan looks on. Back from Alexandria, um, Negan watches in the doorway. Uh, imprisoned, Dwight sits in Daryl's dark cell and is confronted by Negan, who informs him that Sherry, his uh, his former wife, ran away, wondering if she is the one that helped Daryl escape. Dwight defends Sherry, but Negan continues to question whether Dwight changed his stripes and helped Daryl himself. Negan then orders Dwight to find Sherry and bring her back. Uh, meanwhile, Eugene is brought before Negan outside, who grills Eugene about his credentials. Scared to death. Eugene, uh, thinking on his feet, falls back, 
on his old lie, claiming that he has multiple PhDs in biochemistry as well as immunology and microbiology. He lies about completing his doctorate and being a member of a 10-person team at the Human Genome Project to weaponize oh diseases, gosh. to fight oh weaponized God. diseases. Mm-hmm. And this is the first crack in the Negan armor because Negan is impressed and takes a liking to him due to his intelligence and willingness to submit to his demands. A reward for his ingenuity, Negan offers to allow Eugene uh, in his new apartment to spend some time with three of Negan's wives, Tanya, Frankie, and Amber. Uh, Meanwhile, Dwight rides his bike uh, through the dead suburb and parks of an old abandoned house that he then enters. He looks for Sherry in what we learn is their old home, uh, where they agree to rendezvous if they ever got separated. He finds a farewell note from Sherry admitting to freeing Daryl and apologizing for forcing Dwight into Negan's world. Dwight is shaken with emotion. Uh, after bonding with Eugene at their request, Tanya Frankie and Eugene, uh, or they ask Eugene to make poison capsules, explaining that Amber wants to commit suicide, you see, because of the three girls, Amber constantly spends her time drowning her sorrows in booze right. and crying relentlessly. Uh, Eugene reluctantly agrees, using the his position of power, he cuts in line at the Savior Marketplace and orders cold capsules, which Aurora could use right now. Yes. Uh, and goes back to his apartment <laughs> to make the pills. Escorted to the factory floor uh, later on, a crowd has gathered around the furnace. And Eugene watches as Negan accuses Dr. Emmett Carson of helping Daryl escape in order to impress Sherry. Frightened, Dr. Carson accuses Dwight who uh, has framed Carson of lying, but quickly folds and falsely confesses when Negan threatens him with the iron. Nevertheless, Negan, after staring intently at Eugene, grabs Carson and throws him head first into the furnace, burning him to death. Yep. Back in Eugene's apartment, approached by Tanya and Frankie, Eugene admits and correctly guesses that he knows that the pills are for Negan, not Mm -hmm. for Amber, and refuses to hand them over. Confronted by Negan, Eugene seemingly betrays his former friends by eagerly pledging his allegiance to Negan, who is seemingly convinced that he has broken him. Eugene has become a savior. Uh, what did you think of the episode? Um, I realized that I, I I can take Eugene in small portions. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I don't know. Is this if too it, much, Eugene? For me, it was okay. Um. I, I noticed that for me, he's a character that I'm okay with, you know, seeing him in one scene or two mm-hmm. per episode. But having a whole episode, I don't know. I, I didn't enjoy it as much. Okay. Um, and it was kind of slow, the episode, too. It Even did. though, you know, you know, we, were, we, we saw the doctor being burned and, you know, we had that tension with Negan. It, it felt very slow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I... I kind of like this episode, but I think it plays in it's a, it's a couple of things. They did some stuff with Dwight that was actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, the in the goodbye letter from his his wife, right, right. She talks about how he's always had this poor memory, and that um, like I love that I love that they did the payoff. It, it actually was really sweet. And made me feel for Dwight a little bit, because 
she was like, you know, hey, do you remember when you said we'd meet up here, you'd bring pretzels and beer, but you probably forgot about that. You yeah. You forget about a lot of stuff. And as he's reading through all of this, he breaks down, he's crying, like all, all this horribleness. Uh, he's got, he's still got his wedding band uh, and she's, you know, she's not sure if she's going to survive out wherever it is that she went to. And it's, it's just this really sad scene. And then before yeah. he leaves, he pulls out a bag of pretzels and a yeah. six pack of beer. And I'm like, oh man, that's, that's yeah. the worst. I felt mm-hmm. bad for him, even though he's terrible. He's a horrible person. But she blames she blames herself though for this because it's like she's the yeah. one who pushed them into this direction, and as a result, like he's turned into this person that he never wanted to be. He didn't want to be that kind of guy, right? And she kind of pushed him into doing it. Um, it's just a whole sad story. Um, here's my she's, thing: she's she's pregnant, right? I think she may have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not a good diet, a pregnancy diet, beer and pretzels. But, <laughs> yeah. um, hey, you know, the zombie apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to make do. You have yeah. to make do with what you've got. Uh, here's here's the thing with Eugene. I, I totally understand where you're coming from with Eugene. Mm-hmm. I it, it does not hit me in the same way. I think it's because on a, a few levels I can relate to Eugene. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I like I see that character and I sort of see a bit of like what I might be like in the zombie apocalypse if okay. this happened uh, only because he's a dude who's not as I mean he's pretty smart he's not as smart yeah. as he claims he is right with all of these things uh, but he I uses, think it, yeah he's he, a lot he, of big words to like convince people maybe he says it confidently enough that it sounds yeah. like he knows what he's talking about. But I think, you know, he's also smart in the sense that he knows how to adapt to situations yes. to his advantage. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's that's what I feel like my advantage would be. I feel like I could be adaptable. Like if I had to lie my way through a situation, I feel mm-hmm. like I could I feel like I could do it convincingly enough. Like I know enough about some stuff and I know enough about enough subjects <laughs> that I feel like I could bullshit my way through some of it. Right. Um even even when the girls were like, you know, can we just have a conversation? And he's like, sure, what would you like to talk about? <laughs> and he's like, oh, I could talk for days about the Human Genome Project. I could talk this shit about, you know, and he's like frozen for a second. And he he's has like, to be oh, like, shit, I don't know anything about that. He's like, well, actually, I worked in a top secret project that I cannot divulge for obvious. It's like, it's the zombie apocalypse. I, I'm shocked yeah, they bought yeah. it. They're like, who are they going to, what federal prison are they going to throw you in for, for breaking this breach of, of classified information? None. Yeah. I just, it still blows my mind that he worked at the Human Genome Project to weaponize diseases to fight weaponized diseases. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but he said he had a PhD in biochemistry, microbiology, and I don't know what else. I was it, like, that's impossible, immune, Eugene. No. Immunology, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's impossible. You can't have three PhDs at your age. There's no way. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of love that in a way he's sort of like Superman. Like how, like it's. I find it amazing that people stare at Clark Kent and just don't go, "Well, shit." I mean, maybe you're not Superman because I don't see you flying around. But I'll be damned <laughs> if you don't look exact. You're twins because you look mm-hmm. exactly like Superman. I have no idea. I mean, nobody notices, though. He just walks around and I'm like, hey, Clark, you don't look anything like Superman. 
uh, Superman's cool and you're just a loser journalist. But <laughs> Eugene does this. He walks yeah. around talking like he talks, looking like how he looks with that ridiculous mullet. And he yep. says those things and people just buy it? Like, no yep. way. Come on, everybody. Yep. But they buy yep. it. I don't know why. That's the plan. That's my plan. If a zombie apocalypse happens, I'm going to tell, tell everybody I have all sorts of PhDs. I don't care. I mean, they can't prove it. <laughs> I mean, I have a PhD in anthropology and uh, forensics. Uh, I'm, I'm also, uh, yeah. I, I didn't quite, I was three days, the zombie apocalypse happened three days before I was about to get my doctorate in astrophysics. Yeah. But I won a Nobel Prize. Yeah. I, I'm yes. basically an astrophysicist. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, if we had the internet, we could. I could go show. I could totally show you my Wikipedia page, <laughs> but we don't. Uh, right. But I'm telling you. I mean, I know. I went. I went to. I went to Sweden. I received my prize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They wouldn't know. They wouldn't uh, know. <laughs> look, they're just buying it. He. 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 Uh, I guess he makes it sound convincing. I mean, look, the thing is, he does know a lot about some things, mm-hmm. and because he knows a lot about those things. Um, you know, people people tend to people tend to buy into it. Um, I I gotta say though, he uh, he, you're right. He's an he's like an adaptive character. You put him into a situation, and he tries to fit into the mold. He's just he doesn't he just doesn't want to die. He's not like a fighter. Right. I mean, right. we we learned all this about Eugene before. At the end here, it says Eugene becomes a savior, but I don't think he's really a savior. Eugene's just yeah. holding on. Right. Uh, to whatever, and in the mean, in the meanwhile, he gets to play Atari twenty six hundred on a yeah on a nice television in an apartment where he can have all the pickles he wants. Uh, apparently, we did learn some character stuff about Eugene. He apparently does not like fresh homemade potato chips <laughs> right. because he turned them down. Apparently, like is he a dude? Is he one of those d- people that are like I like I like chips that are like three days stale? Is he like one of those guys? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know what that was about. <laughs> it was such a weird thing. It's like, wait, do they make them fresh? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, so you like your chips stale or how do you like your chips? <laughs> I mean, I would have jumped all over that. Like fresh chips? Like, sure. Why not? Yep. Uh, but I, ca- I kind of identify with him when he was playing the video game. I would be so happy if I was in this world and I found a place where mm. I can play a video game. Right. Oh my God! Thank you. Even even just Atari twenty six hundred. Yeah, he that's, was such a yeah. nerd about it. Uh, it was awesome. Yeah, it's just you know something to take my mind, you know, out of this horrible world for a yeah. minute. So yes, <laughs> uh, there were no zombie kills this week. Although there was that one zombie hanging on the fence. Yeah, and it grossly fell apart, and then just guts just were pouring out of it. I feel like, I mean, look, I'm not a. I'm not a biologist. I don't have a PhD and that sort of thing like Eugene does. <laughs> but it felt to me like there was way more falling out of that zombie than what would have maybe fallen out of a human. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. It seemed like a, it seemed excessive, but I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I could, hey, look, I could be wrong. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of the, I haven't seen a lot of the I mean, I can't imagine zombies. because uh, this is going to sound gross, but I imagine that everything is like liquefied. Mm. Inside, so it's it seems like more than it should be. <laughs> that is that is in fact gross. Uh, but yeah, you know, yeah. Let's just move on. Let's just move on from that. Very very far away from that. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I can understand. I can understand why you're like you know Eugene in small doses. Uh, you know, it's 
look, he to add to my to add to my previous idea that he's kind of like Clark Kent, Superman walking around and people can't see through it. He he bought a sock monkey for God's sakes. He didn't even know yeah. it was a sock monkey. He yeah, he didn't made know what he was. For it. He <laughs> called it like a like a Glindledore or something. I don't remember what he called it. He made up like he's like I will just call this a Glindledore, and he yeah. put it in his pocket. And it's yep. like, how does anyone think that you have three PhDs and work for yep. the Human Genome Project? Yep. Um, I actually I actually thought that was a comedy moment. Like for me, I laughed like when he ran through his spiel i'm like oh my god he's falling back on the lie yeah uh that he told to like abraham and then that he told to like glenn and everybody else and you know we all fell for it the first time and we're like oh where's this going and then we found out it was all a lie when he goes back on it this time i'm like oh god he's he's going back to the lie and i'm like negan's gonna see right through this shit and he's yeah. staring at him for a minute, and he's just like, God damn, you're a badass, kid. And I just yeah. burst and out that, laughing. that has me a little bit confused, because mm-hmm. I feel like Negan is a very... Like, he can read people really well, and he's he's shown this yeah. um, before. And I feel like he's playing Eugene. Perhaps. I feel like he knows that Eugene is not that smart, and he's lying, but he's just playing him. Yeah. Um it's possible just to like, see how far he can take him. Right. I mean, it's possible he also realizes he's far, he's smart enough for what he wants him to do, and that he's overcompensating. I mean, right. Eugene overcompensating is like abundant in this in this episode. Um, like at the end when Negan has the um, the conversation with Eugene, and he's like, you know, there's only one thing you know, left to do. And he's going to ask, who are you? And he gets to who, ah, uh, and then before he can finish the R in R, Eugene just goes, I'm Negan. Yep. He's like, I'm so totally, utterly, completely like it was, the, uh, um, it was like a line. It was almost like a line out of like a sappy love movie where yeah. they're trying to tell somebody how much in love they are with somebody else. <laughs> I am totally, utterly, completely 100 percent negan he's like i was negan before i even met you yeah he's like i just needed to meet you to make sure Mm -hmm. (laughs) i was just like (laughs) yep eugene does not realize how much he overcompensates yeah Uh, but you know the 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 negan's wives um they told him you're a coward yeah um and he admitted yes i am and this is not the first this is not the first time that someone has called him a coward in this show Eugene is being exactly who Eugene is. This is not like yeah. a change of heart or a change of character for him. Mm-hmm. He's just a he's just a he's just a like a like an interesting puzzle piece that can change his shape to fit in wherever he is at. Yeah. Um he's not a very good chameleon. Like I feel like he sticks out like really obviously. Yeah. But nobody else seems to recognize it for the time being. And uh I, I feel bad for the the wives. Uh, yeah, I mean they. I mean, look, they were they were impressed by the uh, by the Mentos trick. Yeah, like, like you, they're just like show us something cool, Doctor Eugene, and he's like, he did the Mentos thing. <laughs> he made a made it shoot foam into the air, and then he exploded some blown up like medical gloves or whatever, and they're just like, wow, like they haven't <laughs> had fun in ten years. Yeah, uh, and. I will admit that was that was pretty great because they're just she's just hugging him. She's like that was so much fun, and he's just sitting there like, yeah, he's so awkward. Yeah, <laughs> he's very awkward. he's a very <laughs> awkward guy. 
that Eugene. Um, so yeah, I I like the episode. Uh, there was for me for me there was a there was a lot to like. I mean, Negan was Negan, but mm-hmm. we learned a lot about Dwight, and we were reminded of a lot of things about uh, Eugene. I, I wouldn't say we learned a whole lot new about Eugene, um, except that yeah. we got to see we got to see that character. Uh, spread out a little bit more over the course of the episode, uh, which we don't normally get. We do normally get him in small doses, and apparently that is how right. Aurora would like to keep him. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, going forward, <laughs> so what? It, what is it about? What? It, what is it about him that you're just like small, small doses, please? Because I feel like he has such a uh, monotone voice. Mm, he doesn't. Um, that it to me doesn't show show any range, and I know that that's the char- the character and that's how he should talk. Yeah, but it just feels. Like too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's if it's if it's throughout the whole episode, it's just such a monotone way of talking. It just gets yeah. a little bit boring. Yeah. No, I, I and I, I understand that. And and sometimes he's a really. Um, it almost feels like a one-note character in some ways. Mm-hmm. Like I, uh, I mean, we've. I mean, that's. I know it's not true because we've gotten glimpses. Of other sides of him, right? Uh, and I think that's that's situations. also why I, I was a little bit. I mean, I think disappointed is a strong word, but I, um, I would have liked the episode better if he did something different mm-hmm. than what uh, I was expecting him to do, which was you know exactly what he did. Right. Um, I mean, I, we so. we might we might get something. Different. We might. I, I think we we got a glimpse of it at the end when he was talking to Dwight, and he was like. You're Dwight, and I'm Eugene. And then he said, "We're Negan." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I that was I don't I didn't get it completely, but I, I think that in a way they they were hinting that he's just doing this to survive, but he's not really. And that Dwight is probably in the same boat he is, right? Actually. Right. Um, but that made me laugh because <laughs> of the way he talks <laughs> in the monotone voice. Um, it's you know it's like I'm I'm Dwight or you're Dwight I'm Eugene we are Negan yep and the first thing that came to my head was we are the Borg resistance <laughs> is futile yeah he talks like uh, a robot yeah or like or or like the Borg Hugh who said we are Hugh when yeah. he was given a name <laughs> <laughs> you're Dwight yep. I'm Eugene we are Hugh. <laughs> no, Eugene, you're an individual now. You don't belong to the collective anymore. You don't think mm-hmm. with a hive mind. Yeah. <laughs> we are the saviors. Resistance is future. Yeah, that's actually I mean, a, a pretty good analogy. They, the saviors are like the Borg. Kind of. They, yeah. they act like a collective, yeah. Negan is, in fact, the Borg queen. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, all right, what would you, what would you give <laughs> this episode? I will give it a 3.5. I gave it three and three quarters. So we, right. weren't, that far, we weren't that far off at yeah. all. Yeah. It was a good up. It was, I, I liked the episode. Uh, I liked that we got away from what was going on with the, the first couple of episodes that we've seen since coming back. And uh, I liked getting to know a little bit more about a bat character like Dwight and his story, which was just pretty sad. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I, like I said, I kind of, I kind of see a bit of reflection with Eugene. So, um, 
I, I don't I don't mind him in larger doses. Although I don't know if I could take a whole season of Eugene episodes. <laughs> right, uh, that will be too much for me. Yeah, but I, I think this was kind of done just to to show his adaptive process, and now he is in place. Um, what if what if he's like a sleeper agent? What if they took him? Ooh, like you know, what if he's going to do something from the inside? I don't know. Uh, we'll find. I mean, we'll, we'll find that, out. That's what I want. That's I want him to prove me wrong. I want yeah. him to prove me that he's not a coward. That he can actually do something. Oh, so man, maybe he's going to be like Mads Mikkelsen in Rogue One. He's going to like, the, like Negan is bringing him <laughs> in to like strengthen the Death Star, but really he's going to like put the weakness into it. Like Negan wants to defend yeah. himself. Yeah, and from he can this... use that fire for something. I don't know, make it explode, yeah. or I don't know. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so uh, we will come back next week to talk more Walking Dead. In the meantime, you can go to cinemageekly.com and check out the archives of the show and all the other ones we do. Uh, and, of course, uh, for the for ease of use, you can listen to Hear the Walking Dead on iTunes and Google Play Music. Just search for Hear the Walking Dead and hit the subscribe button. Okay, we will return next week, Season 7. Episode 12 of The Walking Dead called Say Yes.